Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to the Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get to work now. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, and joining me is my co-host and namesake of the show, head coach of Vineland High School Football, Coach Dan Russo. Coach, how are you? It's been a little bit since we've had an episode, but glad to be back in the booth with you and getting ready for the 151st meeting between Vineland and, as you always say, the Crosstown Rival. Yeah. I hear you. How you doing, Carl? Um, glad to be back. Yeah, the kids, you know, we've had a good uh, week and a half of practice here, and um, they've been working hard and looking forward to the big game on Thanksgiving, so it should be a good one. It's always something that uh, is celebrated, I think, in both cities, both Vineland and Millville, for the Thanksgiving game. It's tradition. It's, you know, history. Um, but this year, I think, on both sides – a lot of benefit for both teams going into this one where up until, you know, this past week, you guys have been playing, which, you know, I think has been helpful with the, with the postseason tournament implemented uh, that you guys were able to participate in having those, you know, three additional games leading into Thanksgiving this year. How helpful do you think that's been for this group that we've talked about, you know, all season long being, probably close to 75% made up of sophomores and juniors. How helpful do you think that experience has been to kind of just keep them in game shape, keep them in a game mindset going into Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm real happy with it. You know, it would have been a long two weeks, almost three, getting ready for the game. So keep them active, keep them motivated, keep them playing. And, you know, it's good, especially with a younger team, like you mentioned. I think against Ocean City – 10 of the 11 starters on offense were underclassmen. And then I feel like at one point it was 9 of 11 underclassmen on the defensive side. And you know, the kids are getting better. At this point, I tell the kids this game, this time of year, it's almost like you're the, the next year. So some of the softs, you're like juniors now. And some of the juniors, you're like seniors. And then some of the seniors, I tell them they're like first-year college players getting ready. They play in college, you know, so – they're taking that step and, you know, two or three, sometimes four big plays a game we've uh, not capitalized on and other teams have. And that's what you get with a young team trying to finish out things. Like even against Ocean City, I mean, fourth and ten, you know, we have two mistakes that if we were 50% on that play, we stop them, but we're 0%, right? And one mistake leads to the next and they get on the fourth and 10 and they store, they score their first points off of that. So just been that kind of season. And fortunately it's been tough getting off the field, you know, on third and then even sometimes fourth down and then picking up the first down sometimes in short yard, we've come up short and things like that. And, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah. And we've mentioned a, a number of times that, you know, this season felt like that first, like, implementation of, of where you as a coaching staff expect this team to be, you know, next year and the following year when a bunch of these guys are juniors and seniors. Uh, but going into uh, Thanksgiving, this game, obviously a lot of tradition involved. You played in this game a number of times as a player. You've now coached in it. This will be your 10th season coaching it. Uh, what does, you know, this game mean to you, you know, being a Vineland guy and, and, being able to still have one of the few Thanksgiving day games that takes place in New Jersey. You know, a lot of them have shifted to that week zero week, but to still being able to play on Thanksgiving, have that, you know, that tradition that has run now, what will be 151 times, uh, you know, come Thursday. But what is this, what does this game every year mean to you? It means everything, you know, it's um, special, very special game both towns and um everyone's family usually is in town you know celebrating thanksgiving and it's nice to tie in the game and they can uh you know go to it in person or they can 
you know, live stream it. So a lot of excitement. Um, even when I played one of my, I tell the guys, they're always going to remember this game. I can remember, you know, some games, but the one in particular is, you know, back in, uh, let's see here. I guess it would be 91. Um, we were heavy underdogs going over to that, to their place. And, um, you know, they were the better team record wise and on paper, but, um, my teammates and I brought it that day and we ended up beating them 28 to zero. So I actually got a scoop and score on that game. So it was pretty cool, but, um, yeah, you just got to bring that energy and play four solid quarters of football and anything can happen in this one. What has the dynamic in practice been the past, you know, two weeks, knowing that on your coaching staff, Coach Hendricks is now part of this coaching staff coming from Millville. Uh, what is what has that dynamic been like for him? You know, his alma mater, and now he's on uh, he's on the other side of the field. Yeah, well, Coach Hendricks is all in with us. You know, he's part of the Red and Gray family now, and he's done a spectacular job. Um, we're so lucky to have him here, and you know, he's a great coach and great motivator. He's great with the kids; they have a lot of respect for him. Um, his resume speaks for itself as far as playing, and even now his coaching resume. He's you know been in a few schools, but I can't say enough good things about Coach Hendricks. I'm very happy that um, he's here. And, um, you know, Coach Heck, who coached both of us, was able to help put that together. And, you know, Coach Hendricks, you know, trusted Coach Heck. And, you know, Coach Heck told me it'd be a good situation here in Violin. You know, that it's a good group of um, players and staff. And, a close group and you know, we don't tolerate any um, bad behavior, things like that. So any negativity and um, he fits in perfect. Um, he's got a bright future, young guy, mid thirties, um, as you know, played in the NFL, played for Miami. And um, I can't say enough good things. Works at a CC tech, the business teacher. So it works well. We have some kids that go to CC Tech and play, you know, football here. So I've got eyes. We've got eyes at, um, you know, the Tech with our players. So it's it's all about finding the um, right fit on both sides. And fortunately for us, I feel like he likes being here, and uh, we love having him here. So he's just going to get better um, each year and get more familiar with our kids. And he's brought a lot to the table. Um, very vocal coach gets the defense together, speaks to the unit as a whole, and you know speaks to the team about like his life experiences. Um, you know, playing high school, college, and NFL football, and you know tells them what needs to be done, and the kids respond well to him. Yeah, I think he's fit in seamlessly with just the culture that's been built here by you and your staff when you first got here, and and you know kind of just fit right in with everything where you guys want to build this thing. Uh, and in terms of, you know, coaching staff, obviously going into this game against Millville, has it been beneficial for you guys knowing that they've also been playing, you kind of have up to, up to date film on them, knowing that they just played a game this past Sunday? Yeah, you know, they're a very explosive team. They've got a lot of really good players. Um, they've had a lot of success this year, you know whether that translates into an advantage for us having their latest film, we'll see Thanksgiving, but, um, you know, they do a nice job over there. They got a good feeder program. Uh, they'd have a lot of success at the uh, youth level and it translates into success at the high school level. And, um, you know, they got two or three players, Two that I know of that have big, some big time offers. So, you know, they're very talented. So we have our uh, work cut out for us. You know, being local here, the kids know them and they know us. And we kind of know we, we got to 
we got to do to be successful and we'll do our best to, um, you know, win the game. And I know, you know, from opponents that you guys played last year, we've talked about it on a number of shows this year where you guys have wanted to kind of flip that script, adjust the score differential a little bit against these teams that you played last year and then playing them this year. Been pretty successful in doing that all season long, you know, getting some points back on the board or flat out winning games against teams. Uh, what has that conversation been like, obviously, with last year being a 47-0 outcome in favor of Millville? What's kind of the discussion to stay mentally prepared for this game, you know, not let that shutout situation happen again? And obviously you guys get the benefit this year. It's at Catone Stadium. Yeah, you know, it's a different team last year and try not to, you know, things change a lot in the course of year, you know, obviously seniors move on and then some of these younger guys, you know, they grow up, but um, not really discussing that much, just um, focused on this year and, um, you know, preparing and doing what we need to do to, um, you know, put up a fight here and um, give the uh, violent fans something uh proud to be part of here and um kids have put the work in and they're going to give it their best shot and you know with this coaching staff you guys having been involved in so many of these Vineland Millville games and you know myself included now in the broadcast booth with a bunch of them it is that sense of sense of tradition and you know it's not there's not that many things that carry along for you know over a century now century and a half do you think this team kind of gets that sense of what this tradition is like, what this game uh, is supposed to kind of feel like, especially for, you know, the guys who have played in it previously? Do you feel like they kind of, you know, have been able to send that message down to some of the guys who will get their first taste at Thanksgiving this year? You know, Dan, that's why a lot of these kids come to, you know, Violent to be able to be part of that tradition in, that, in this game. And it's the biggest game of the year. And like I told the kids, throw the records out the door and, previous games it doesn't matter right now it's just you know our last game of the season the biggest game of the season and um it's the one they'll remember so you know some of them have played against them at the youth level and know what that rivalry is about and they get a taste of it but this is um you know varsity football here we're talking about now and um one of the longest traditions and rivalries in the country so yeah they're they know what's at stake and um they're uh, real excited to be part of it. And, you know, for you, obviously, like we mentioned, having played in it and now coached in it, I think just being from Vineland, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing when, you know, you get to talk about Thanksgiving traditions, you talk about, you know, the, the high school sports traditions where this Vineland-Millville rivalry is one of the longest-running rivalries in the country, not, not just the state, but the country. I think it's pretty pretty cool that you know our city gets to also be part of something that's historic for this entire country yeah no doubt um special time of the year and um you know like you said it's one of the longest rivalries in the country and you know i'm glad and proud to be you know part of it not only as a player but now as a coach and um our players know what's at stake and you know we're looking to, uh, you know, have our kids ready for uh, Thursday. You know, over the years, there's been some quite electric uh, matchups between these two teams, especially, you know, over probably say the last five years, there's been some pretty standout games. Are there any games uh, now this going into your, your 10th one as a coach that have stood out to you over your coaching career with, uh, with Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's definitely um... – Tyreen Powell's uh, senior year when um, we played him over there and uh, they scored late. We actually, Levi had played, defended it very well and um, I thought he had a pick six. <laughs> it went through his hands into, um, you know, their receiver. And um, he kind of was just standing there, and all of a sudden his hands went up and he caught it, and he ran it in for a touch, and I'm like, oh, my my Lord, I can't believe this is happening. It was a real crazy day with the wind. Our end zone camera blew over, and not easy to do anything that day. And um, 
fortunately for us, you know, Tyreem uh, hit Tony, Jonathan Tony, like maybe it's like a flat, some type of flat pattern. Uh, Coach Volpe designed it perfect. Him and Coach Heck were talking on the headset about what they thought, you know, the defense would give us and um, called a great play and Tyreem connected and Tony called it. And I think two plays we scored and then um, Levi redeemed himself in the back of the end zone and Tyreem threw probably the best pass I've ever seen any one of our quarterbacks throw right in the back of the end zone. And um, Levi made one of the best catches, you know, fortunately for him. <laughs> After uh, what happened two plays prior and the rest is history, but that was, you know, that was an unbelievable game. You know, we've had good games with them, beating them four years in a row. Two years, you know, with Pacheco at quarterback, and then for two years with Powell at quarterback, you know, and all the great supporting cast players we had. You know, good times, you know. So hopefully we can continue to have an exciting uh, rivalry and, you know, we're just going to do our best to get better. Like I said, they're a really good team. Hats off to them for what they've accomplished this year. Um, they've played some tough games, and they're pulling them out. At the, you know, I think the last two games they won on, with under a minute left, first against Hamilton and then against Mainland. And, um, and like I said, they're um, very talented, um, very confident group. Um, they fly around making plays on offense and defense and special teams. You know, they got a lot of team speed and um, they have some tough kids and they play very aggressive. So hopefully our kids can match that intensity and, and put up a fight here. First time coaching against their new head coach as well, obviously, the past few years. Dennis Thomas was uh, leading the charge over there. He's now at Rutgers. Uh, but new head coach, what is, uh, what's that going to be like? You know, just kind of a new installment into this rivalry with a new coach over there that you get to uh, go toe-to-toe with? Yeah, no, ba- no doubt. Um, and just for the record, under my watch, we were 4-3 and three against Mr. Thomas. <laughs> I'm going to throw that uh Don't let him there. forget it, Tyreem. Don't let him forget yeah, it. <laughs> and he doesn't because he sees him at Rutgers now. So, <laughs> Tyreem, his, his class, you know, Tyreem, Conrad, Jackson, Barry Turner, Ryan Shelton, four zero against them. That's pretty special. They didn't. They won every game every year under you know when they were in school here. So that that's that's pretty neat with that group. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I haven't. I've briefly met the new coach. Um, I'll chat with him Thursday morning. Uh, and. Um, you know, we'll start a new rivalry here with uh, with each other, you know. So we'll see how it works out. Give them the good old Gatone Stadium welcome. <laughs> yeah, <so> we're <laughs> open. <laughs> uh, you know, on top of just, you know, how special this game is for, you know, the tradition and everything, uh, you know, to have it back at home. Obviously, you guys switch off every other year. Um, but to be able to play Thanksgiving at home, how fun is that? Yeah, you know, we love our field. It's a great field. Um, yeah, it is special. I like playing at home a lot better than going over there. So um, hopefully the fans come out, which I think they will, and we have great weather on the forecast. And um, our kids have worked extremely hard, and they're going to give it the best, you know, best shot they have. And it's always an exciting day for both uh, both towns. Yeah, it's always a, a good kickoff to the day because it's right in the morning. And then this year, on top of it, you know, you're going to have the early NFL games. You got the World Cup going on right now, which is a rare thing. And then you got football the rest of the day, too, which is always exciting. I always love that Violent Millville is the start to the day each and every year. Um, but, Coach, you know, leading into this, obviously, you, you mentioned after Ocean City having like a week and a half of practice here now. Uh, what has, you know, the practice vibe been like? What has that, uh, you know, preparation been like for you guys going into this one, uh, coming off of, you know, three straight games against 
you know, some postseason tournament games and then uh, that Ocean City exhibition that you guys had there to kind of stay fresh and, you know, be in a game mindset. Well, today was a lot nicer than the previous week. We had some cold weather and some wind, and we were trying to get the kids out there. And You know, it's not easy practicing in the elements, but today was beautiful, like uh, low 50s, you know, minimal wind, not much at all, and we had a good practice. So, you know, it's football weather today, and it seems like the rest of the week we're going to have great weather. So it helps with practice. The kids aren't distracted with the cold you know, it's not easy going out there for two and a half, three hours and, you know, cold weather. So um, today was really good. Like I said, the kids, you know, fought the elements this week. We had good practice outside and we got some good work in. And, you know, they've been able to watch some film um, of our opponent. We got all their film, as do they, of us. So, you know, with what we have here called Huddle, it makes it very convenient to uh, download you know, their, their games and it's convenient for all the teams. Now I used to have to like drive and meet people with this, but now with a touch of a computer key, you can send it to them. So, you know, um, should be a good game. You know, we have, uh, we'll have Hitchens back. Uh, he's healthy. We've got, um, you know, DJ Clark will be back as well. Um, Julio Garcia. We've got some seniors that are healthy now and, use some of this downtime to to their benefit and you know against ocean city we didn't have you know those guys so they'll be back and they'll, they'll contribute to uh you know to the game and you know to be able to have pretty much an, an all hands on deck situation for you know a big game like this that's got to be beneficial for you guys as a staff to kind of just be able to game plan a, a multitude of different scenarios where you can use x amount of players because it is you know kind of empty the tank at this point it's the last game of the season you can try some things out see how they work uh whether it's good bad or ugly and i think that's a benefit of you know having a thanksgiving game where it is a final game here but like you mentioned earlier it is kind of you know that start to to next season and kind of preparing for 2023 at the same time yeah no doubt um like I, like I mentioned, the kids have been working hard, you know, getting those kids back will help, you know, not having Hitchens in the mix kind of changes their, you know, the offense um, as far as the passing game. So getting him back, you know, with his, his athletic ability will help. And then, you know, getting some other guys back will help as well. But especially with Hitchens in the passing game, you know, he's one of our best receivers. He ended up getting second team all conference, which was great considering he missed three games or so. And, didn't have the stats that some of the other guys had. So the coaches know what type of caliber player he was, you know, that were able to play against uh, before he got injured. So, um, you know, he's really going to help us. Like I said, he's a good player. And, you know, some kids have stepped up too. Like um, some of the younger guys are learning, like that you see Xavion Diaz, Mason Afanador, you got sophomores, uh, Charles Clark. You know, um, some of these stop, sophomores stepping up and doing a nice job for us. It's good to see. So, um, you know, our guys will be ready. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, Hitchens getting all conference second team, we had um, Tayshawn Newman, second team, um, all conference for linebacker. And then we even had our, um, our punter, Colin Greif, get first team. All conference for punting. We had, um, you know, Emmanuel Devalis get it for D defensive end, first team. And, oh, you know, Tyrell Ta um, Tank Powell at, at defensive back, you know, plays corner force. He was first team. Um, you know, Patrick Gilbert for offensive line was first team. And then, you know, our quarterback, you know, Daniel was um, voted in by the coaches as like one side of each side of the ball gets one for athlete. So um, it's nice that our kids got recognized. I was very happy with the uh, results of that. You know, when you go into these meetings, it's, you know, the coaches in the conference. And um, with us, we have five teams. So it's, 
you know, Township, Clearview, Kingsway, Holy Spirit. And um, those coaches voted our players on because as a, you can't vote for your own players. So it was nice to see that um, our opponents acknowledged our players and um, voted them on that. So we got, you know, you know, five people first team and two players with second. I think that's pretty, pretty impressive. And, um, you know, most of them are back. I think five of the seven are underclassmen. So that's pretty strong. Yeah, that's that's big time. Congratulations to all seven of them and a lot of those. Yeah, thanks. There those... wasn't any underclassmen on it, so most of the teams that got kids on there were um, seniors. So it's you know that's where we're at as a program, and it was nice to see that you know the other coaches felt that way and got our kids some recognition. Absolutely, and uh, I think you know a majority of those guys you named we ended up having on the show this year as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, you brought up the weather and, you know, getting ready for game-like scenarios, practicing in it. You bring up Colin, I think, this year. He was such a weapon for you guys. Uh, and to get him reps, you know, in some below-average weather, I think, is also huge for him to kind of just figure out the elements just in case of a scenario of wind or anything like that. But I think this year was was such a huge benefit for you guys uh, where we've talked in the past, you know, winning all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, having Colin back there and the, and the way he performed this year, whether, you know, it was a clean punt or he was under duress and somehow finding a way to, you know, sidewind, kick a, a ball away on a punt or, or anything like that. He was so valuable to this team, and I don't think it can go understated enough of, of how much of a, a benefit it was to have his leg as – uh, a weapon in your guys' arsenal. Yeah, the two biggest improvements, you know, I feel are um, the offensive line and um, the kicking game, meaning Colin is, um, you know, kicking field goals, kickoffs, punts, uh, showed great improvement. The offensive line has gotten better every week. Coach Gilbert's doing a hell of a job. Um, offensive line's done a hell of a job. And, um, you know, it's nice to see um, the kids progressing and getting better. And Colin, you know, he has the trainer for, um, you know, five-star kicking, which does a great job. And he's, you know, got injured in uh, youth football. And I think he's finally this year getting back to 100%. He had a knee injury that um, he's overcome. And, you know, he's getting better every day. He works hard at it, you know mentioned before when I've had some kickers in the past, they would kind of do their thing for 30, 45 minutes and, you know, there were really not much for them to do. So they would take off, but Colin insists on staying with the team the whole time. He's a different, different type of kicker, different mentality. You know, he wants to be here and, um, you know, he's one of our captains. He's done a great job. Yeah. He was fantastic this year. And you brought up Tasha Newman as well, where, you know, he, he gets the, the all conference on the defensive side of things, but you know, he also stepped up this year when, when Charles Burke goes out week one of the season and ends up playing some very valuable tight end for you guys as well. And being versatile on both sides of the ball, like a number of the players have this year. And I think that was also just an admirable thing where you brought up a few weeks ago, you, you asked him, you know, Hey, do you want to win? And Tayshon said, absolutely. So he went both sides and I think he performed well, not only at the linebacker position and, and, you know, that being his, his strong suit, but playing tight end again, I think he was fantastic for you guys and stepped up in a lot of ways, scored some touchdowns, and was a very valuable piece on both sides of the ball. Yeah, definitely. You know, some of these younger guys, like we mentioned, are getting better every week and doing what needs to be done to help their teammates. So, yeah, he's, he's done a nice job and real proud of these guys for hanging in there and finishing it out. You know, going into uh, Thursday morning, you know, like we mentioned, final game of the season, nice little morning kickoff and everything at Catone Stadium. Uh, what is kind of, you know, the message to the team leading into this game? Obviously kind of a quote-unquote short week in a, a normal week, but you guys have obviously had an extra, you know, week of no game action. But what's kind of the message to everybody going into this one? in terms of just mindset, mentality, and, and, you know, just leaving it all out there on the field. Because like we mentioned earlier, 
this is the last opportunity you're going to get a chance to play football with this exact unit uh, ever. Yeah, it's exactly what I told them. You know, it's last game of the year for the seniors. It's their last, you know, last time putting on those red and gray uniforms. So leave it all out in the field, work hard at practice, you know, stay in the moment during the game, look at the, you know, the scenarios, what's going on, know what's going on, know what your opponent's trying to do and just, you know, eliminate some mistakes and we got to make plays. So and there's no feeling like it. You know, I've been on um, the winning side as a player and a coach and it's the best feeling ever. And, um, you know, it doesn't come easy, but you got to work hard and, and see if you can pull it off. And uh, hopefully we will. And I know, uh, I'm sure there's been conversation, but you can confirm or choose not to. Has there been discussion with Tom McGurk about getting that trophy back this year? Huh. Not yet, no. But I saw it out there on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I liked having it here for four years, that's for sure. So, it's nice to get it back here at Vineland. It's always good to see Tom on the sidelines, too, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no doubt. He's, uh, I've developed a role. You know, great relationship with Tom. He's a, he's a great guy and um, always enjoy our conversations and, um, you know, talking sports with him. He's, um, he's an awesome sports writer and um, looking forward to seeing him as well. How fun is it too? you know, with that aspect of Vineland Millville being like that premier Thanksgiving Day game with the history, with the rivalry that a lot of the, the reporters do come out and they finally do come watch this team play where, you know, during the season, it's not always like that because of, you know, the shortage in sports writers now and, you know, the the condensing of the written word in journalism. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot more uh, of the, you know, reporters from all over take that opportunity to come out to Vineland Millville because it is, you know, the hot ticket in town. It is exciting, you know, the, the kids, you know, Feel the excitement when they're getting some extra press and they like you know the media attention things like that so yeah you know our kids know tom mcgurk and they know who he is when they see him and um you know they speak with him and so do my coaches and i and you know it's nice to get some recognition in there you know in his newspaper and everything so yeah it's a good thing and uh you know we always talk about Looking good, feeling good, playing good. It feels like every year Thanksgiving there's a different, uh, you know, jersey combination. Like you mentioned that game before with uh, with Tyreem. You guys had kind of that color rush situation going on that year. There's been some different jersey combos over the past few years on Thanksgiving. What is uh, what is 22, 22 have in store for uh, the red and gray on Thanksgiving at Catone Stadium? Yeah, well, I let the seniors pick it. You know, usually week to week I talk to seniors. You know, it's – their final game and I wanted to see what they wanted to wear. So they decided um you know we're gonna go with our red and gray jerseys and the black pants with the red belts and then the red socks. So it should be a good look with our red and gray helmets. So you know keeping the school colors always in our all our uniforms we always have the red and the gray in, in some form. Sometimes even with the blackout jersey they have red and gray in the numbers. So we're real big on that. Doing our best always to make sure we design nice uniforms for, you know, the football team. So, um, yeah, we'll be rocking that. So kids got their jerseys today. They'll be wearing them tomorrow to school on Wednesday and um, have the big bonfire. You know, we're going to have our practice got half day, like I said, go to practice, come back in. I'm going to order, you know, some pizzas from Manny and Vicks, you know, um, my good friend Victor Villar, who I went to high school with and graduated together, he was um, another athlete here at the school wrestler. He's got a great place in addition to Bagel University over there that everybody knows. So um, I was asking the kids what type of pizza they like, and uh, I got a, a, a request for one I've really never had, and I doubt I'm going to try it, but one Jordan uh, Bennett wanted a uh, pineapple with bacon on pizza so that's a first. interesting yeah so i think i might stay away from that one that's but like a that's uh, like a an american fusion uh of the hawaiian pizza instead yeah. of ham it's just bacon yeah so 
And it's pretty funny. You know, they call the bacon uh, pizza. They, they like swine pizza, they call it. These kids. <laughs> so, that's what that's incredible. Want. That's what we'll get them. So, oh, these kids are funny. That's Some funny. Have, so. Swine pizza. That's a first for me. <laughs> they want some swine on their pizza. <laughs> so um, we'll get them swine on the pizza. That's very funny. Shout out to Jordan Bennett. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll have the pizza and then, you know, we meet up with the band and the cheerleaders and do like the little snake dance down to the back of the 910. We'll have the bonfire and. You know, try to get them out of here by seven o'clock, so they get some rest, and then to, and then the following morning, Thanksgiving, we have the fi- violent firemen. They cook uh, the band and the cheerleaders and football team breakfast. It's, it's awesome. You know, um, real thankful for that. And then we uh, and we get ready and head over to Gatown. Hey, at least that bonfire. If you're getting them out by seven, at least the sun's going down at you know four fifteen now, so that fire will be burning for a few hours. Yeah, yeah they're not as big <laughs> as when I was here, and we they were huge. But um, yeah, it gets it done. It'll be nice, good weather planned, so it should be should be good. Sometimes yeah, it's canceled if it's heavy winds or rain, you know. So I'm glad the weather's working out. That's always uh one of the fun, you know, build up traditions too. I think on Thanksgiving is you know just for everybody involved, not just you know the team and the cheerleaders and the band, like that's one of the, the traditions for Vineland high school as a whole is, you know, the night before it's like, Oh, we're going to the bonfire. You got to come out to yeah. the, the, the pre Thanksgiving bonfire. It's a good time. They even added some electric out there and they have D, you know, we have a DJ now with big shots. Look at that. So they got a <laughs> DJ out there. I'm not sure exactly which DJ they got. I'm sure they told me, but I'm just drawing a blank, but it, you know, kids like it. So whatever the kids like, let's do it. That's awesome. Not a whole lot to do in violence, so hopefully they can attend and at least have something fun to do. Absolutely. It's a it's a nice, you know, lead into to uh, an extended weekend for everyone that's in school and teachers and everything to kind of have that event go on and you kind of know where everybody is too, and I think it's a, a nice, you know, build up, like we said, to, to the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, no doubt. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the festivities and then getting over to Gatown Thursday for the game. And obviously we'll we'll have a uh, a season recap show next week, Coach, to kind of put a, a bow on 2022. But, you know, one more game on, on deck. But when you look back on this season and kind of, you know, the ups and downs that you guys had, a lot of successes, you know, some, some down moments as well. Uh, but that comes with, with any team for the most part. What are what are some things that'll stand out to you about this group in particular uh, as you get set to you know go into Thanksgiving and get set to put a bow on twenty twenty two as a whole for this season? Yeah, the main thing always as a coach, you know, you just want the kids to give it their all, and I can say that they did, and um, they fought to the end in some of these games. You know, a couple plays away, and some of them we had, you know, close one with Oakcrest who ends up making the playoffs um, and actually won a playoff game, like first time, I think, in a long time for them, according to what I read. You know, had a couple battles there with Egg Harbor. I felt that we were competitive in considering last year, I think they beat us 42-0. to zero. And This year we ended up losing maybe one time by a touchdown and maybe the other game by two, and they got a touchdown late. Um, you know, hung in there with Holy Spirit. You know, one of the best teams in the state, another uh, playoff team. And, um, you know, Ocean City, another great program who, you know, had the same similar record as us, but they had a tough schedule as well. And um, a couple plays away in that one. Uh, played Penn's and tough on um, homecoming. Another team that was 8 now. So it's not easy um, – not an easy schedule, but the kids are competing. You know, Kingsway kind of got away from us. They're a real good team. They, um, they were hitting on all cylinders that night, you know. But um, went to Clearview in an easy situation, lost them the year before, and then, you know, beat them. So the kids hung in there and competed. And in my position, that's all you can ask for is, you know, the kids go out there and give it their all. And, you know, I tell the kids this week, too, you know, the kids that are left now, I mean, your football players, you know, committed to the program. 
um, you're out here working hard, you're making practices, you're putting the work in, and um, good things will happen. And a lot of kids have made some really great plays this year. They're going to have some really great film. I feel like we have some um, players in the program right now that can play at the next level. And, um, you know, we're going to keep building here and um, do our best to, you know, win football games and, you know, win the right way with the right type of kids here, you know, no shortcuts um, and still discipline. Um, our kids are very respectful to the, you know, to the Vineland football program and to the community. And I talk to them all about it all the time, doing the right things. And you got to make sure you can be trusted and doing the right things when, um, you know, people aren't watching. So I think our kids, you know, have understood that. And, um, you know, they try to be leaders in the school. And every now and then a kid will make a mistake. And, you know, we try to explain to them reasons that they can't do that type of thing. But it's minimal. And um, we've got great kids here, so I'm real proud of them. And let's not forget, you talk about winning football games, Coach. Some big adversity overcoming that first round of the postseason tournament. Yeah, I hear you, man. No doubt. A big uh, big overcoming adversity win. I think that that is uh, something that will go down just in Vineland High School football history uh, yeah, you're as right. a whole. Yeah, you know, I forgot about that with all the views with the with that first down thing you know it's a whole nother conversation but i guess we we're known nationwide now <laughs> <laughs> we're on the map coach eight million, uh, eight million views or whatever it was so yeah we posted it on uh the underground sports philadelphia instagram it eclipsed ten thousand views so far and it just keeps going i wake up every morning there's just like 200 new likes on the video it just it hit wow. the algorithm in the right way and everybody is seeing it um, that was pretty good Good commentating by you and Rich, especially you, and that was kind of suspect. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that uh, that podcast we did, you know, kind of getting your, your first thoughts out there, it's our most viewed YouTube video on the channel. So oh, everybody cool. was waiting for the response on, uh, on Spotgate. Yeah, that was... Uh... It was definitely unusual. Unfortunately, we do have the live stream, and it was picked up because it was just huddled the way we do it. We wouldn't have had it. So that's the heads off to everyone involved. You know, Doug zoomed in on that. And, um, you know, there were some severe consequences for, for that official. And um, I know they're still discussing what's going to happen, but I know, unfortunately, for the, the other guys involved, I think they, they took the um, entire crew off games for the rest of the year so it was definitely um suspect as you said absolutely we need uh we need the the hammer that came down for that uh to be in the nfl as well with some of the officiating jobs we've seen over the past few weeks in the nfl yeah, it's, uh, it's getting worse you know i don't know what the problem is <sighs> especially when you have instant replay you should be able to get yeah. things right but um well it's not an easy job and Roger Goodell needs to hit up the NJSIAA to figure some things out. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, but, Coach, as we always do, we, uh, you know, it, it feels like, you know, obviously we have homecoming, but it always does feel like, you know, the Thanksgiving game is, is more of a homecoming situation where you have people past, present, you know, from all walks of life coming back uh, to Vineland and Millville every year to come take in the game. And we always wrap up talking about our alumni and, We'd be remiss to not talk about, once again, primetime pop on Sunday night football. 100-yard rushing game for the first time in his career. First 100-yard rusher for the Chiefs since week four of 2021. Got a Sunday night football player of the game nod, along with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And uh, the Chiefs get another big-time win against a division rival in the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, pop was a, a big part of that. It's just amazing. He just keeps raising the bar, and he's a competitor, and got a great work ethic. And you know, as you know, he's very talented. So he's just going to keep getting better. It's it's like um, amazing to watch. You know, watching Sunday Night Football and watching you know our own Vineland um, 
along to fall along with Isaiah and um, he's very special and um, couldn't be more proud of him you know we exchange text messages and stuff like that he's he's busy so I do my best to you know communicate with our with our players here and um, you know it's amazing I just I'm at a loss of words for how you know how awesome it is yeah, it seems like each and every week he just continues to accomplish something new for his own career as a rookie or something that hasn't been done for the Chiefs uh, in over a year, which is pretty impressive for you know somebody who somehow fell to the seventh round of the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, and, you know, the guy who uh, kind of paved the way before him, we have a Jameel Demby update. He's kind of been, uh, you know, zero dark 30 on us a little bit, but out of the blue. He has been drafted to Dwayne The Rock Johnson's version of the XFL starting in 2023. Going to the Vegas Vipers is Jameel Demby. Uh, very excited for him. I did text him uh, the night that he got drafted. He's very excited to uh, get to Vegas. And uh, I might be making my way out there, Coach. I might be making my way to a game in Vegas once we find out where they're going to be playing. His new head coach is uh, NFL legend Rod Woodson played for the Steelers mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of notable players, uh, former NFL players on uh, that Vegas Vipers team. And in this iteration of the XFL, I think this is a, a huge opportunity for Jamil. obviously coming off that knee injury. He's going to get a chance to really showcase his talents in a more consistent, uh, you know, limelight and, and really show what he can do as an offensive lineman and work his way back to getting back to the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. He'll make the most out of this opportunity. And like you said, he'll get back to you know, NFL form. I'm sure he'll be back in the league. But, um, yeah, that's exciting news. And I want to make sure I, I send him a text as well. So let me know when you're going to Vegas. Yeah, I'm trying to fit. Once they release the schedule, I'll, I'll know. Uh, Got to make my way out there and support somebody who's supported us uh, since day one. And, you know, it is pretty cool. You know, Isaiah in the red Chiefs uniform and now Jamil back in some red, white, and black uh, with that yeah. Vegas Vipers team. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's good stuff. And then, uh, you know, Tyreen playing at Rutgers, the Vine La Midget Football League, had a had a nice little field trip up there to, to Rutgers for their final home game of the season. Uh, you know, Tyreen, just a, another fantastic year for the Scarlet Knights. And, uh, you know, we'll await to see what his next move is and, you know, whether it's going back to Rutgers, preparing for the NFL, either way, he's going to be successful. But another uh, season in the books for Tyreem at Rutgers. Another outstanding player for us. And um, yeah, I text with um, Tyreem a lot. And, um, you know, he's staying positive. They've, they've had some tough games here. And, you know, they're still trying to rebuild that program. It's not easy with some of the teams they're playing. But, you know, they're staying positive. Uh, if uh, one coach can get it done there, in my opinion, it's Coach Ciano, and he'll figure things out. It's just, you know, in that Big Ten with all this tradition, all these football schools for so many years that, you know, they're playing catch-up, and um, it's not easy. So um, they're going to keep working hard, and hopefully they can get some wins and beat Maryland this week. Yeah, and I saw, uh, you know, two future NCAA collegiate football players on this current violent football team making a trip to uh, the Ivy League. Dan and, and Tank going to take a visit at Princeton. Uh, I'm sure they enjoyed that visit quite a bit. Obviously, Princeton, a highly regarded uh, school across the country. It's right in our backyard. Uh, what was that visit like for them? Yeah, it was incredible. We were all very impressed. You know, I've never been there for a football game, and I, I didn't expect those facilities, I mean, the facilities were over the top, and um, I couldn't be more impressed. And, you know, Coach Serace, um, he played next door to us. You know, his dad was a legendary coach of uh, the neighboring town here, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer to us. Um, what a great job Coach Serace has done at Princeton, and all types of Ivy League championships, you know, I just could the staff was great, you know, um, we got there around 10 o'clock, we had a visit, got to meet the staff first, 
and they took us, uh, you know, for a tour around campus. And then we got to, we were on the sidelines pregame. Then we got to stay for the game. Uh, the Powell family had to leave a little bit early because they were heading to Rutgers um, to watch Tyreen play against Penn State. So um, they were able to tie that in. It was neat because, you know, Princeton's maybe 35, 40 minutes from Rutgers, so they just shot down Rowan, and they were able to do both. So what a day for the Powell family, you know, visiting Princeton and then going to Rutgers for that game. But, um, you know, I was very impressed with Princeton, you know, football. You know, you like to go see what a culture's like at a school, and they have a great culture, great energy, great attitudes, and they support all their sports teams. I think they mentioned they have 38 varsity sports, which is incredible. And, um, you know, everybody knows about Princeton's education. You know what that means. You're going to get a degree from Princeton. You know, it has some, it has some weight, I'd say, in the workforce. So it could have been a better day. We had decent weather. You know, it's not that far. Um, I think once we hit Deford, it was maybe 50 minutes, so it's not terrible. You know, Rutgers is another 30, 40 minutes. makes a difference. You know, but I, I couldn't – I was actually very impressed with um, the facilities, the coaches, the players. Um, it was, it was an exciting day. It was a great game. They came up a little short, five seconds left on fourth down. You know, Penn scored. It was a battle. You know, Princeton led the entire game and felt bad for them. Um, they played very hard. It just it just didn't work out. And um, They should be back. I'm sure they'll be back and ready for next year. But, yeah, like I said, the kids had a great time. I had a great time. And, you know, very impressed with Princeton. Yeah, I, uh, I have some connections there with uh... – Everything we do with lacrosse, there's two uh, superstar pro lacrosse players that made their way out of Princeton, and they're two of the best players on the planet. So wow. when I hear Princeton, I, I know it's it's the real deal, and uh, those two guys are, are very close with me. You know, I, I know them pretty well, and knowing that they came out of Princeton too just adds to you know just how talented in both you know the classroom they were, and obviously on the lacrosse field as well. And like you mentioned, 38 varsity sports at the Ivy League level is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, and you know, um, the reason that it, uh, you know Daniel and Tyrell were able to even think of a school like that is because the you know what they've done in the classroom. Both of them have the highest GPAs I've ever had for any. Um, player since I've been here. They're both over like a 4.2 GPA in advanced placement classes, and they've done the academic piece, so they're viable for an Ivy League school or maybe even Patriot League school. So um, we'll see what happens there with the both of them, but wouldn't it be neat to see, um, you know, some violent football players attending, you know, some school like Princeton. We'll keep our fingers crossed here, and hopefully they can um, continue to do well in the classroom, on the, you know, on the football field, and hopefully in a couple of years you and I are talking about, you know, some kids from Violet that got into Princeton University or, you know, an Ivy League school would be pretty cool. We had a uh, Teray Douglas, right? Was he with you? Yeah, Teray was. He was a year behind yeah. me. Yeah, he. Um, he went to Columbia. Yeah, before I got here. He was uh, he graduated a year prior, and I know that he went to Columbia. So that's that's unbelievable. So hats off to him as well, uh, getting into Columbia, another Ivy League school, and you know, if the kids take advantage of what we have to offer and work hard in the classroom, great things can happen. Yes, yeah, the second straight year for you guys as well, having you know invites to an Ivy League because obviously last year Emmanuel had the uh, the invite to Harvard. Uh, so the Ivy League has their eyes on Vineland football now. That's pretty cool. And um, maybe a lot of coaches contacted me, and they have certain requirements. And when I see what the requirements are, I see what our kids, you know, have as far as the academic piece. And if, you know, they're viable for those type of schools, then I'm going to recommend them. So it's, it's I enjoy doing it, and I love seeing these kids um, excel at the next level. Absolutely, and uh, 
Coach, going into uh, Thanksgiving here, any final thoughts on the game? Any final thoughts for uh, the listeners to uh, get them ready for a Thanksgiving kickoff? And if you're not able to make it to the game, you can watch it on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. Uh, myself and Rich Scarp on the call. 10.30 kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 10.30, yeah. So 10.30 in the morning kickoff there on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel or at Catone Stadium. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel to be able to take that in on your TVs at home. But, Coach, any final thoughts to uh, everybody at home to get ready for the 151st matchup between Vineland and Millville? I'd just like to say I'm proud of the kids, the way they've uh, handled themselves this this year. Um, a lot of ups and downs. Um, young team here with um, a lot of injuries this year, unfortunately. You know, we've had some key players go out with Jameson, you know, our starting tackle our biggest lineman going down in the scrimmage with an ACL that that hurt us right out the gate you know six foot seven 315 lineman's not easy to replace so um got hit a little bit with the injury bug here we had um you know Bert out a lot of adversity you know lose our tackle then we lose our tight end um we lose Hitchens for a while um some linemen I've been missing, you know, Gilbert was down for a while, but you know, the kids hung in there, battled back and, you know, I'm proud of them for the effort. Um, obviously I like the win on the scoreboard, but um, my position, you got to make sure that, you know, the, we're getting the best out of the kids and they're going out there and competing. And I feel like they have competed that, you know, they're giving it their all and, you know, won a few games here, you know, obviously we, we have some losses as well, but, um, Kids hung in there and battled, and, uh, you know, I feel like uh, fairly healthy for this one. You know, they're going to go to good tone. We're going to bust over, and kids are going to be ready and fired up. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving Day rivalry here. Big game, and anything can happen. So we're hoping for the best, and our kids are going to go out there and, you know, end coaches and give it their best shot. And uh, before we do the uh, the whole wrap-up to – Make sure you guys subscribe and everything. What's on the What's on the Thanksgiving plate at the Russo house? What goes on Coach Russo's Thanksgiving plate? Yeah, well, fortunately, I got a great wife that uh, has been doing it for the last at least ten years. Because we have to stay home, we can't really travel because you know we're here, you know, for the game, and then afterwards, you know, it's a little time consuming. You know, the kids bust back, and we have to uh, collect their equipment and things like that. But um. You know, definitely, you know, Misty does a great job with the turkey. So that'll be first <laughs> on there, you know, mashed potatoes and stuffing. They're the three main things for me. I got to make sure I get that. And then she makes all kinds of stuff, um, like sweet potatoes and corn and all that good stuff. But she does a hell of a job. And um, we're going to have her parents at our place. And then my parents will be there. So be a great day and all the kids will be there so we're looking forward to it um i know my daughter brianna just got home tonight from monmouth so it's great seeing her before i you know headed over to do the show and uh you know my oldest kaylee she'll be uh she'll be here too on thanksgiving so you know it'll be a fun day and uh looking forward to hopefully the meal will be tasting a lot better with a big violent win putting that daily journal cup right in the middle of the table there coach uh but before we sign off yeah (laughs) that'll be in your hand all the way through putting everything on the plate yeah definitely uh but make sure you guys are following us on social media across the board to keep up to date with the game it's at vineland fb on twitter the red and gray gridiron group facebook page and of course at underground phi on twitter and uh, make sure you subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That's where you get every episode of the Dan Russo Show each and every week. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review. It helps the show continue to grow. Helps more people find the Dan Russo Show. And uh, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Full video episodes of the Dan Russo Show uh, every night leading into the game. So this will be live on Wednesday night, 8 p.m., uh, to take it all in and get ready for a big Thanksgiving game. But subscribing to the YouTube channel is big time for us, helping both 
Vineland Football and our company grow. So subscribe, smash that like button, comment down below your favorite Vineland Football Thanksgiving game memory. And uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, it's at Catone Stadium this year. Kickoff, Vineland Millville, the 151st meeting between the Fighting Clan and the Thunderbolts. Be there, and if not, I'll be on the call with my partner Rich Scarpa up in the booth from Gatone Stadium, taking in another historic matchup between Vineland and Millville. Coach, best of luck. Hopefully uh, next week that trophy will be with you when we do our season recap, and uh, looking forward to another installment of a great Thanksgiving rivalry. Appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks. Um, really doing the show, and you're doing a great job, so appreciate all you do for the you know Vineland football program. So for Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. This has been another episode of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. Best of luck to Vineland. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll be back for one final episode in 2022 next week to wrap up the season. But until then, we'll see you next week. Just a kid from the neighborhood Where our kids from a neighborhood Take me back to 96 I fall asleep with the red